Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. This episode is brought to you by AC Infinity, leaders in garden innovation. From tents to controllers, AC Infinity can take your garden to the next level. The inline fans lead the pack with the ability to control all aspects of the equipment, along with the clip-on oscillating fan that changed the game, which all can be controlled with the Controller 69. Whether you're looking for individual pieces for your current grow, or you're trying to set up something completely new with one of their grow kits, AC Infinity has you covered from top to bottom. Use discount code THESTASH15 at checkout to save some money on your order. Thanks to IP Vanish for sponsoring today's episode. If you head over to watchcltv.com slash VPN, you can save 65% on a subscription to IP Vanish. If you're looking for security when searching the web, whether it's from hackers or malicious intent, you want to secure your IP with a VPN. IP Vanish has got you covered through your travels, whether it's your search history or whether it's protecting you from malicious websites. Consider using IP Vanish when using a VPN. Again, you can find that at www.watchcltv.com slash VPN and save 65%. Thanks, IP Vanish, for sponsoring today's episode. Chris had a very good idea of uh, something we should talk about. I think a lot of people are really stuck on, it's a bro science thing, really. It is totally bro science to emulate mm. nature. Mm. It sounds right, you know, because you're implementing light, food, uh, you know, and the environment and everything. Okay, cool. But emulating nature, is that the goal? Is that going to get you the best results? And is that what people are doing nowadays? I think uh, it's a good conversation to get into. And and Chris, you had some very, very solid points of what people really are doing, in our opinion, versus what they think they're doing. Yeah, and this all really came about in a recent video that I posted with Dr. Bruce Bugby. Um, it was 48 hours of light before harvest. Uh, some of you guys have, have seen that one. Uh, in the comments section, there's a lot of people like, this is a natural, you always want to implement nature, um, never go against nature, you know, so on and so forth. And it really got me thinking, should we be emulating nature, right? Is that the best route? I don't think it is. You know, there's so many people that say they emulate nature, yet they're actually crop steering. What is crop steering? Crop steering, you know, in basic terms, for those that don't know, is is doing things, changing your environment conditions or changing things in your grow in order to achieve a better result. That's like the, the basic easy way to, to kind of say it. I think a lot of us do crop steering. A lot of us are trying to dial in our environment, dial in our feeding, the lighting, so on and so forth in order to get a better result. There's a lot of things in nature. Nature is limited, right? We're limited to the environment that nature provides. We're limited to the amount of light that nature has. Cloudy days, we, don't, we can't control that, right? So would we really want to emulate nature 100% of the time? I don't think so. Not 100% of the time. Well, that's what I'm going to say, 100% of the time. Take it over, P, yeah. I'm just, yeah, you're right. There's things that the environment are going to offer that are, you know, the sun, for example, that are superior than what you're going to have inside any grow room. You know, you you try to, quote unquote, emulate the sun with the greatest and latest technology of LEDs or uh, HID, should that be where you're still stuck in. yeah i'll leave it at that but uh essentially you're trying to emulate the sun and you know the the 
that that's the biggest struggle that we have is that the sun is just so powerful and getting those similar results is very difficult. So the argument to growing outside is you're going to have the number one source of light, the sun. But is that it? Is that the only benefit of growing outside? Because in my opinion, no, you don't want to emulate nature. I don't want the bugs that come out with, with the natural environment. You know, the bugs that inhabit the soil, the bugs that, the deer that just so happened to roam. Um, you know, if you were going to try to take this action, you would then want to, what, create a greenhouse. But then I think that kind of then defeats the purpose of emulating nature because then you just sheltered your environment from the nature, which kind of defeats the purpose. Um, so no, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, but there are other examples, you know, you, you mentioned before, Chris, in regards to the, the nutrition of the soil, you know, it's very difficult to kind of emulate the, 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 the natural organic matter that you're getting from nature, you know, uh, you can't, we're really. And so you would argue that, you know, the, the environment that's happening inside the dirt, the soil is not something that you're going to get indoors, but that would be, again, just another variable in my opinion, that would, that would kind of make me question whether or not emulating nature is the best course of action. Well, and that's where I think the argument of emulating nature would be in terms of emulating the soil feeding the plant that'd be a little bit different and then even mm. still you'd have to be in the perfect region for your soil to just contain a lot of the stuff you'd still would have to do something on your own it's not nature per se you could have the most rich black soil but you still need a little bit more so i still think at that point once you start manipulating anything you're not emulating anymore now using bits and pieces like again um, environmental impact like some people may drop their temperature lower trying to get different reactions from the plant different characteristics to shine that's a little bit more like nature so you're emulating how nature would do that but completely doing it, I feel like that's where you get the results that are a little lackluster, at least in my opinion, more indoor fire crops I see than outdoor. It just happens to be the case, just a little more lackluster in terms of the overall profile. But when you see somebody who takes something outdoor and emulates indoor with a greenhouse, then you see sometimes stuff that seems like some really high quality herb with actual outdoor impact. So emulation on, on either side, I feel like makes sense, but not completely, especially when you're running into the lighting cycle unless you're doing a light deprivation, which again, you're not emulating anything besides indoor at that point, then you wouldn't necessarily have those results that make outdoor anything worth it for you because it's like you're just utilizing that free light is really what you're doing here. Otherwise, you're making an outdoor environment inside or an outside environment, an inside environment outside. There it is. Boom. It's a necklace. It's got me ripped. And don't get us wrong. There are so many benefits to growing outdoors, right? You have the sun, which is free. You don't have to spend that money on uh, the energy consumption, electricity, right? On that. You don't have to run a humidifier or dehumidifier outdoors, right? Because like you can't control nature that way. Whatever humidity is there or temperature is there, you're stuck with, right? Um, there are many people kind of talking about CO2, right? What's the natural CO2 in the atmosphere here, where, where, where we are, it's what, 400, 450 ppm CO2. A lot of people indoors, they're uh, going against that, right? They're raising the CO2 level because there's study after study proving that you can get a higher yield if you increase the CO2. For example, one of the studies that I came across was 1400 ppm CO2 levels increase the yield by 30%. So there are people who are doing that, you know, that form of crop steering. They're increasing the CO2 levels in order to achieve a higher yield. Can't really do that in, in outdoors here. So there's just a couple of examples there of, of people who are, you know, going against what the great outdoors brings us. Right. Yeah. You, in, 
you, you want to emulate nature, but the thing is, is we're trying to emulate nature at its best case scenario in, in the best environment, you're getting the best exposure to sunlight, right? But you're not getting the best exposure to the soil content. You know, you want that rich nitrogen filled, you know, carbon filled, I don't know, you know, that, that, that soil that they're pulling out of forests in Brazil, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's the stuff that's got that really rich, maybe, maybe in the, the mountains of Afghanistan, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, I don't know, I don't know where these rich soils are, but you, you, if you're getting a, if, sure, if you're getting a condition of rich soil, well, now you're not getting a condition that has uh, the, 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 the highest potential of sun exposure or it's too low or too high in moisture you know it's like you're trying to emulate it indoors but you're trying to get the perfect elements for your environment that would happen in nature if you could just line all the stars up perfectly you do that just indoors yeah it would be like if you have the best geography if you're growing in the emerald triangle or something then maybe just maybe that's your reference who you're trying to grow from but, but for the most part michigan i don't have michigan indoor inside well, yeah, you still run into these issues where, like, then you still have to have IPM or you have to have some sort of defense mechanism where it's you're not going to do the same thing inside. You just won't. So emulating it, I feel like maybe the closest thing would be with light techniques. A lot of people are using nowadays of of uh, lowering the PPFD later towards flower or intensifying in certain points and, and changing up the light cycle, even in terms of how long the lights are on or how how basically much energy the plant gets. That's the only thing I could think of in terms of, like, successful uh, emulation put inside but then you could even argue that that's not even emulating the environment because you know it's like some of us are doing 18.6 to emulate or you know kind of kind of uh emulate the 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 the, the spring then you do a 12 and 12 which is supposed to look more it's supposed to emulate more of a, a a late summer to fall you know, but a lot of us do emulate those times, but it's a hard shut off, right? I, I don't run, I don't dim my lights slowly down over the course of six months. You know, no, of course not. I, I don't dim them or brighten them over the course of three months. No, you know, it's like I just 12, 12, 18, 6, you know, 18, 6, 12, 12. So you're emulating the time, the light cycle. But then again, we're, we're looking for a perfect environment. We're looking for no outside variables to have an impact. So you get, you get a place like the Emerald Triangle that gives you prime sun, prime nutrients, the best soils, the best conditions, but it still has deer. It still has bugs. They're still prone to disease. There's still, you know, there's those elements that you can at least maybe not negate, but you can minimize by having indoors, you know. Let's take a hit and give thanks to our sponsor, Thick Ass Glass is also sponsoring this episode. Use discount code THESTASH for 25% off. They sent me over their 12-inch straight tube, and their name stands true. This is some thick ass glass. They have everything from pipes, bubblers, straight tubes, beakers, incyclers, recyclers, and so much more. Visit their website at thickassglass.com, and don't forget to use the discount code THESTASH to save on any of their products. I think one way, if you really wanted to emulate outdoors, indoors, specifically temperature, humidity, and CO2, is if your uh, ducting exhaust comes right from outside, bringing that air inside, right? Because then you have the same type of air outside, inside, 
And then, of course, uh, their exchange exhausting that air out. But I don't see, I don't know if many people are actually doing that, right? I think they're usually taking indoor grows, for example, they're taking the air that's inside their home and they're bringing it into their grow 10 versus bringing it versus air being outside, bringing that in. So. I'd say for tent growers, for sure. For like open mm. for room, if you have an actual room, most growers in that sense usually have outside air coming in. True. But even in that same same extent, like we're manipulating every bit of the environment to our best uh, preference for that cultivar. You know, talking with uh, Todd McCormick over on the Dutch Pro podcast, he was explaining how a lot of breeders have focused heavily on environmental things. That's why so many cultivars now are eight, nine weekers and show these certain characteristics because you couldn't grow outside, at, you know, that long where you're at, depending on where you are, or even the, the terpenes. They wanted stuff that didn't stink as much so you could hide it easier. There's a lot of variables for how you're going to grow the plant that nature can't just hit it perfect. You're going to probably have to go through and dial in a little bit easier, a little bit heavier or, or lighter, depending on what you're working with. Sometimes you need to feed more. Sometimes the plant can handle more light. I've seen um, like Scooby-Doo, prime example, she gets a little little stressed if I put too much light on her. I have to dial it back or raise the light compared to Headbanger is pointing up looking good. Just depends on the cultivar. So you can't completely emulate nature because you have to do it based on the cultivar too. So you run into variables of, uh, let's say, a more mountainous region plant that can handle a little bit more of the temperature drops. That's not going to be something that you see commonly. So a general statement to be like, yeah, emulate nature. Well, which nature? From which region? And exactly for which cultivar, because I may need to change it for this one that's more of a desert climate cultivar. So it's tough to recommend even emulation in that sense, personally, other than with food. That's the only thing I could think of is organic inputs, but that still isn't 100% emulating nature. It's just using natural elements. So and again, all- I mean, you're, and again, emulating nature and emulating that native soil in your backyard. Maybe you're taking that soil and bringing it indoors, right? Uh, but what's the porosity on it, right? What's the water holding capacity? What's, how's the aeration? A lot of places, there's just there's not enough oxygen getting down in the root zone. So, do you really want to emulate that? We've changed things indoors to make things better for plant growth according to science. And I don't think you can achieve that outdoors most of the time on many different things. I know it's a blanket statement, right? But there are a lot of things that I, I just think that are better done indoors because you can get a better result by doing them indoors versus outdoors. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think. You do it, P. I think I, I think I think it's fair to just say too, like we're, we're. It sounds like we're really shitting on the outdoor grower here, but, <laughs> but not at but, all. Not at but, all. But, Trying not but, to. Right, right. But there's 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 things that you can't avoid. There's always going to be agriculture. That's when you're going to have cannabis grown outside for for various means, whether it's hemp, well, like, uh, hemp or cannabis, uh, if we can call it such. Um, and then you know it's like for. Um, the best case scenario, you know, you're using a greenhouse, you know, and we still refer to that as outdoors. Like, do we not? Do you not? I, like, if someone says I have an outdoor garden and they brought me to a greenhouse, I would consider that an outdoor garden. You yeah, know what you I mean? Like, say, but it's a greenhouse. Is but it's a greenhouse. Well, but it's a greenhouse. To, but it's a greenhouse. So that's right. Yeah. So, someone brings me some fire weed and they're like, look at this. This is outdoor. And I look at them like, wow. Outdoor. Russia got him. No. No. Door. Frozen. Greenhouse? Yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Russia got you for a minute, bro. I love that. I could hear you. Yeah, I could hear you guys. You're like, Russia got him. I'm like, oh, my God. Are they here now? Like, right? <laughs> um, I'm okay, though. Thank you guys for your concern. I appreciate it. I'm I, Up here in Canada, no one's coming. It's way too cold up here. Even Russia's cold here. <laughs> 
but anyways, uh, you know, you look at you look at some herb, and you know, you're looking at it, and you're going, "This is outdoor, but this is this is greenhouse." I can you, this is greenhouse. Or if someone brings it up to you and like, "This is outdoor," you're like, "Yeah, yeah, it is." <laughs> Keep it. Uh, you know, it's like there's you can obviously. Mm. Russia's got you again, dog. They're in the house. They're oh, in no. the house. Repeat. No. Can confirm. Get the steak knives. I think. Let me take over, P. If you don't, if you can hear me, I'm gonna say it because no one else can hear you. Prime example of what he's you saying. Tell the door. There he's. Oh no! Go go oh, go! I was gonna say a prime example is you get some stuff that's very vibrant green outside. It probably didn't have as much environmental beat up compared to something that was just out there in the nature. When it's in an enclosed area, it's gonna be more like what you would see inside because it's an enclosed area you control the environment a little bit better you don't have the predators you don't have you could have ipm that's actually effective there's a lot of variables that make that work really well not the outdoor growing is not good you just it's i think it's more work personally it's more work to grow outside you have more elements that you have to fight versus inside it is at first but once you learn it it's a routine it's, it's like a factory you're good you know there's a herd of outdoor growers at my door right now with <laughs> That's pitchforks what and not like I, they cut the power, guys. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> it's for TV. It's for entertainment only. It's getting bad. It's getting well, bad. One, one thing that we haven't talked about yet, which I think a lot of people are going to be writing in the comment section is spectrum, right? Can we emulate the sun spectrum? And, uh, you know, all these grow light companies try it. That's what they're aiming for is that same spectrum. And I don't think we've gotten there just yet on the indoor side of things. So that's a good thing for outdoors is you've got that sun, which is free energy. You mentioned that earlier, but the spectrum as well. Uh, and I know there's still a lot of studies being done on spectrum, the different uh, types of light and how they impact plant growth, so on and so forth. But yeah, that's probably one thing that, you know, one thing that you can't really beat uh, when it comes to outdoors is, is the lighting spectrum. So. Dude, and then one other thing I wanted to mention was was the stresses. So we kind of talked about outdoor stresses, the different stresses that can happen. Precision stress is a good thing. You know, some scientists say that stressing your plant in various ways can be good. It helps that plant express itself. It helps that plant create uh, terpenes. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, the trichomes, terpenes, defense mechanism, deter pests. Uh, and so on and so forth. So um, that's another thing that that's a good thing when, when growing outdoors is having those different stresses with environment stuff because environment can go up and down, you know, temperature, humidity, all that stuff. And that can bring out some of the, the profile there. So, Well, and then you think about even the, the different profile that you're going to get from an outdoor cultivar or outdoor grow within a certain cultivar. Certain ones, I feel like still get that, the dank you're looking for, but some, I feel like it's a little different. It's a deeper, muskier funk. And I feel like that's based on the stress that it gets. So if you can minimize the stress that you have, you're probably going to get those really good results. If you get the right amount of stress, you can maximize the results you're looking for. Probably get more than what you would inside in terms of trichome production in other areas. Unless, again, you're utilizing different techniques of, of training and even um, like UV added towards latent flower. So it's just there's variables that come into it. I think you, if outdoor, like Kelly Mark over here on Twitch is saying, outdoor is easier than a tent. I I Yes and no. And Michigan is not necessarily going to be Cali Mark. Yeah, probably. But Michigan Rob, probably not. It's a little different. You know, in terms of their our environment here in Michigan, it's a little different. So we don't have that consistent solid sun. The temperature fluctuates dramatically and our seasons seem to get shorter and shorter and shorter. So it it dials down to then cultivar. So it's like if you've got a good cultivar that can run in that region, then maybe, yeah, you can get some dank like you would inside. But if you're trying to push 
you know, 12, 14 weeker outside and you only got like six weeks of good, solid quality sun, it's probably not going to get those good results. You're going to see more stress than necessary and it's not going to be worth it. You take that same cultivar inside and don't emulate those exact conditions, but emulate maybe Cali weather. You'll probably get the dankest of the dank you can out of that. It just depends on, again, the region you're trying to emulate and what you're emulating from nature. Not every portion of it, but little pieces. Again, that light, if we can get the better spectrum, solid right there. Even some of the stresses that you get, solid. But VPD is something, like Chris was mentioning before, you can't dial in that VPD perfect like you can inside. That's where emulation is like, well, we're, we're getting that and then leveling up because science is showing us ways to optimize it for this particular plant. So you find good pieces, you take those pieces, you implement it, but complete emulation, I feel like is just a no-go in my opinion. No, and I think that goes, that, that's not what the point is. We're not trying to emulate. We, for so many years or up until what, the 70s, 80s, I don't know, 60s, 70s, 50s, we only had natural wheat you know what i mean there was no home grows there was no these massive areas of cultivation it was grown outdoors and it was outdoors only and that's what we had then throughout you know trial and tribulation you learn how to you know master your craft and as you learn to master your craft you learn how to use the best tools the best practices using the least amount of money right and that, that goes for anything i think that goes for like you know woodworking you know as a carpenter you know you can use a hammer and nail or a, a hacksaw or a, you know a hacksaw or whatever you know or you can use the latest saw with the latest lasers and the latest thing to get the job done you know you, you can emulate a guy working with a with a chisel and a, and a hammer on stone or you can use a big quickie saw and you know what i mean but you could probably get the job done similar but one would be faster and far more efficient and I think that's the same thing with cannabis is that we have naturally over time harnessed our craft. We've figured out what it takes to grow the greatest product. We're still on that adventure, right? But we're start, we're figuring it out. It takes a little bit of the best things of nature. You need light, you need food, you need water. You know, you get those from nature, you emulate it, but then you perfect it. You add your, you add your, you know, um, your, your additives and, and what so on, so on and so forth. And you make sure that you're giving it the steroids and the best spectrum and the highest intensities and so on and so forth. Then you get to where we are today, where we're now getting a product that is a thousand times far more effective and efficient than it was when we started. Yeah. Like it's like, uh, as growers, indoor growers, especially even outdoors, we've all dialed in our efficacy and we've dialed in our quality to the point where now it's like, what do we get? What's the next level? Where do we go next? You know, I, I, my mind can't wrap around where it is. I guess it's maybe extracts and things like that or products, but most indoor growers are hitting to the max potential, most professional or long-term outdoor growers, max potential as well. But where, where can you take pieces from that, add it into your current grow and make it better? That's where I think the science is going to help, whether we have more, uh, like labs that are ran outdoor, so to speak, like full outdoor grows that are able to do that. Cause right now I don't know if that's even a possibility other than hemp farms. So it's probably going to be a greenhouse grow. It's going to be as, as solid as it can be. So I don't know if we've got the testing that can show us benefits in terms of this way versus this way or things that we could pull from this to add into this until we get the science that backs it. Well, then I think it's a little too bit many variables. Yeah, oh, so, many, well, so many variables. Someone's sneaking in. He's got a little invasion. Little Russian just came into the back of Chris's room. Pika, I saw that. What? <laughs> Pika scared. The, I the saw dog, the over. And the door like, creaked over. The, no. The door creaked open and the he cat came in. Yeah, he left peas and came to yours. I, I see him now. Um, but no, I, I think our like this craft to which we speak about, the growing 
is, is still very is still very immature. We have a long way to go, especially when we can apply this the the, the science and so so on and so forth to it. You know, it, there's a lot still to dig out of this. You know, and to think we only really isolate two cannabinoids. You know what I mean? Out of out of thousands. You know, so the science is still out. I, I you know I'm I'm excited to see about it. I do want to remind you guys though, if you're watching this on YouTube, we do record these episodes live twice a week on Twitch, twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. So come on over. We record them live in front of a uh, digital audience and you can help influence the conversation as well. So come join twitch.tv slash from the stash podcast. Yeah, you should. Yeah. It's good. And, and this by me doesn't any, uh, just to reiterate again, we're not shitting on outdoor grows at all. It just, it brought up a good topic for today, which is, should we emulate? Cause there's a lot of people that say that they just, they just want to emulate outdoors and so I, I hope this opened up your minds a little bit for those that maybe have that thought process to say that there, there's a different way to go about it you can actually get more control with the indoors uh, but we did talk about several positives on outdoor growing um, so nothing against outdoor growing by any means no people but i think it made for a good conversation and i would love to know in the comment section for those tuning in on youtube let us know what you think you know do you grow outdoors do you grow indoors do you like to crop steer um, is there anything that we missed in here that you think should have been said? Definitely let us know in the comment section. Yeah, and if you are an outdoor grower, what is your experience? Is it first time, first harvest? How many harvests have you had? Because I feel like variables in terms of following that farmer's almanac, knowing that every season won't be the same season, is a very, very important one as well. But for the, those of you over on Twitch here, I can't even talk properly. Me um, we're going to smoke more, believe it or not. I'm going to yeah. at least. Yeah, we do live smoke up. sessions right after these recordings. So come join us, okay? Twitch, stick around. YouTube, we're going to take off. But yep. uh, on behalf of myself, ROB CLTV, Mr. Grow It, that's another epi. <laughs>